0: Welcome to Tales from the Cube. My name is Cliff Tour and it's 2023. we got a new edition here, and I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. Today we're going to talk about what is a call center. That's the, uh, the gist of the conversation today. We're going to talk a bit about what defines a call center, or what makes them, uh, makes them call centers. Because it's pretty straightforward, really, in all honesty. A call center is essentially a center where people... Are gathered to take inbound and of course make outbound calls. Now uh, the definition of them is pretty much simple, as straightforward as that. Of course, uh, Webster's dictionary does define it a little differently. I'll get that up here in a second as we go along. But generally speaking, you get the idea. Uh, What a call center is essentially is a uh, an internal or an external entity that handles calls for a variety of different uh, people. Now, it can be a company that has its own uh, call center. So, for example, Toronto Dominion Bank, they have their own internal call centers, and essentially they take calls from customers, as well as internal uh, clients, meaning other departments within the uh, the bank. So, risk, for example, which is uh, the people that look at your credit card and see if there's any compromised um, account activity going on, such as fraud or Fishing, or what else, that's one department. And there's also activations as another department. There might be uh, people that uh, work in in the banks that call the, in, uh, the internal call center and want to get uh, some information from different departments, whether it's credit, whether it's loans, whether it's such. So within the bank, there's that internal side, but then there's the external reach out, which is basically when you call as a customer to that particular institution. Whether it's to deal with your mortgage, whether your credit card is in uh, the mix here, or whether we're talking about your daily banking, the uh, external reach out is the, uh, the people that are taking your calls um, from, the, uh, from the 1 in 100 number that you dial. So that's what um, is an internal call center to the company. Now there's internal uh, call centers even within governments. Um, so uh, here in the city of Hamilton, you might call... The call center that is, uh, you know, for the HSR or for city government or same thing in Toronto, you might reach out and call them and you'll be talking to an agent. Um, But then they also have their internal call centers as well. So they would talk to uh, different groups that relate to things like uh, maintenance and so on. So they might get calls from people like that. Um, And so that's basically an internal grouping. External call centers like the one I work for handle sometimes one campaign, or they may handle multiple campaigns. Ours, for example, handles multiple campaigns. We um, we do Nissan, we do uh, Rogers Bank, and we do Avalon. So Avalon is a computer company. Uh, Nissan, of course, cars, and Rogers Bank, banking. But they also touch on other little things as well, because Rogers, being where Rogers, is they're pretty acquisition based. So essentially. We do that. And then there's also sometimes an outbound campaign that comes in. So we might be doing some telemarketing where we're, uh, you know, taking a group of people and saying, you're going to make outbound calls. Now, I believe that we do have centers like that, but I can tell you that my center is strictly all inbound. Uh, with some mix of outbound, because I, as a senior advisor to Tier 2, I make outbound calls as well. So I handle in and outbound. I'm all, what would be termed as a multitask agent. And also as a tier two, I handle escalations. So essentially I'm, you know, in a space where I'm doing a lot of things, inbound, outbound, internal as well. So I'm handling different departments that might call me uh, and ask me to do things. So as I mentioned, I work in a call center that does multi campaigns. So essentially I'm handling one campaign is called Avalon. So essentially uh, I'm a senior advisor in that group. So I handle calls from internal as well as external customers. So essentially I am dealing with uh, a computer company and we'll see who it is because I'm not allowed to, but I also handle internal calls as well from different departments. One might be related to purchasing. One might be related to routers. One might be related to, um, you know, a box uh, that that is run on the system. Or it might be uh, uh, a different team that's calling me to to take over from them because it's not in their scope. So it could be a range of people calling me from the customer through to internal sources. So, like, we even have uh, a group that handles uh, purchases for things like music and videos, and so on, and they might reach out to me. Um, I might have another advisor who's a little bit lower in in level who needs help with um, dealing with the photos side of things because, again, that computer company that I work with does have a a photos uh, application. So, essentially, I'm handling all that stuff, Um, and my job is to to handle that, but also to take in calls. There might be calls from people who are escalating to me through one of my junior advisors who say, you know, hey, I, I need to escalate because I don't know what's going on, or I'm um, not sure what to do next, or this customer wants the supervisor. That's an internal escalation. And then, of course, there's the out and inbound calls I make to customers. So customers might call the main line, and they'll get me. And I usually will say, it's your lucky day. You've got an, a, a supervisor on the phone. So basically, I can handle everything from there and hopefully get a first call resolution. So that that's what I do. I work in what's known as an external call center or third-party vendor, and they do exist. Now, there are third-party vendors, like um, ones I've dealt with in the past. One company I worked for was called ID Impact. Now, ID Impact essentially only did one thing. They did B2B, business-to-business, business, inbound and outbound, mostly outbound. Um, we called on behalf of the Yellow Pages. and So I was calling small businesses and plumbers and people like that saying, hey, would you like an ad in the Yellow Pages? And then if I got the sale, I would record all the things that we're going to do and away we would go. Now we did have a bit of an internal department. I moved to one of the internal sides. My job basically was to upload all the data onto their, onto their profile and get it set up for the web. So I did that as well, which was really kind of cool. So I had no calls at all. Basically, all I did all day was just handle records and upload. I've done the same thing in Indigo Books and Music. That was an internal call center, strictly handling uh, external customers, public, but also internal. And I actually handled one internal queue, which is for stores. So stores would call me looking for books and so on, and I would handle that. But I would also be handling external emails, so I as an email agent... So you can hear what I'm saying here. There's a variety of different types of call centers out there that do a variety of different things. And so what I'll do is get back to the idea impact story. So essentially they were business to business. That's all they did. So sometimes I would also um, help them make up lists. So I would do research, find customers, and then basically generate the list, hand it off to the, uh, the outbound people who would go and uh, basically make the calls. Or sometimes I would call and look for the person that's responsible for doing the, the, uh, the buying. Uh, so it was my goal to set that up and then hopefully get our internal people to do that. Um, then there are specialized types of call centers that are out there. 911 is a specialized call center. So generally speaking, 911 call centers do one thing only, and that's handle emergency calls. So what happens when you call them, dialing 911, you get the main center and then they'll say fire, ambulance or police. Then what they do is they route the call to the particular call center that's going to handle it. That operator then takes over and dispatches the police, the fire, or the ambulance team out to you. So they might send a company of firefighters, even along with the ambulance, or the police as well. They might send all three at one time. I've actually had that happen to me. When I was sick one time, I actually called 911 and um, told them, Hey, I'm, I'm quite ill. I need help. Uh, here's where I am. Can you send me an ambulance? And they didn't just send an ambulance. They sent the fire department and the police department to make sure something wasn't hinky here. So that all three came to serve uh, and help me out. And they did a great job, by the way. So I've had that happen. Uh, I've called internal call centers, like I said, Hamilton here for things like, where do I want to go for, um, you know, for transit to this location or that location? How do I get from here to there? and of course, I've also called companies like my bank, Toronto Dominion, or I've called, you know, uh, companies that I have products with, like uh, my uh, my Motorola phone. I could call Motorola's call center and talk to them. So um, what I'm getting to here is that call centers come in all shapes and sizes. There's a wide variety of these things out there. There's some call centers that just do nothing but outbound. Um, and that's all they will ever do is an outbound um, thing So they're calling on behalf of newspapers that might be calling on behalf of um, heating companies that might be doing things like phones and so on. And they're basically doing that all day long. And I've worked in those call centers as well. That's it. They're strictly outbound, no inbound at all. So we would take the call, basically try to pitch the customer and go forward that, uh, that next step. Uh, there are call centers that do only one thing as well, as I mentioned that relate to surveys. That's all they're doing. Uh, A good friend of mine, Walter, does that. He's a survey operator. So what he does is he calls and he does surveys. Whenever there's one around that they want him to do, they say, okay, you're on this campaign. He'll call for that, whether it's Leger or, uh, you know, it could be Donald Duck or whoever. But essentially he will call and do the survey, and he's tagging different groups and different people to assist uh, with getting... uh, a general idea of what um, what they're interested in and what they want to do uh, as far as uh, this particular subject, how they feel about that, and so on and so forth. So there's a whole bunch of things that they do in that uh, realm as well. Then there are, um, <clears throat> there are call centers that I've uh, worked in. My first call center, I think I mentioned it in one of the episodes earlier on, that was a call center that did charity work. So essentially what we did is we handle calls related to to charities. So our job basically was to go forward and reach out to people and try and get donations. Very interesting kind of work. Um, Basically, I call on behalf of a couple of them. Now, we always have to make a a statement saying that we are not part of this charity. You know, we're, we're not the police. We're not the Guide Dogs Canada. We're calling on behalf. Would you be interested in a donation to help that organization out. Can you, Could you spare a couple of bucks to do that for us, please, today? Thank you very much. Yes or no. And then we would go forward with that. Um, my job in that particular center was as something known in the telemarketing world as a, a shooter. I'll explain that in more detail at one point. But essentially, I just worked lists that had very little information on it. And my job basically was to, to try and get them for the first time. That's basically what I did. Very interesting kind of work. Um, I will admit uh, it was challenging. That's how I actually got into uh, call centers, as I mentioned, and uh, progressed and then moved up into different things that um, currently I'm doing right now. Uh, in So I started out as a telemarketer. I worked uh, my way up into customer services, and now I'm technical support. Um, there are call centers that do things like, um, and I will never do this. I will never be... Uh, a collections advisor. I just won't do it. It's not my thing and I have very, very strong reasons for that because I'm opposed to that kind of um, call center. I don't believe they should exist because they don't have a very good reputation. I'll talk about that in depth. Why I feel that at another point is when I'm going to be discussing uh, collections and um, third-party vendors that do this. It's legal in Canada and the United States to do it. I think it should be illegal to be honest with you, but it is legal to sell your information for uh, the purpose of uh, gaining the money back that you haven't paid. You really should pay your bill, of course, but in the end of the day, um, some people just have fallen on hard times, and then you get these people calling up who are extremely nasty, I find, and quite frankly, do a disservice to the call center industry because of that. They're they're not, in my my professional opinion, they are not professional people. They they're just people who couldn't get it decent job anywhere else, and oh, well, I'll do this because I know how to be nasty. So, But that's just my opinion. You could uh, basically agree or disagree with that, but they do that work and that's the way it works. Uh, my favorite type of call center work, to be honest with you, was the survey work, and of course, what I'm doing now. I really enjoyed that because once you did the survey, that was it. It was over. You moved on to the next thing. Uh, another type of call center I worked in, which was strictly inbound, and this is especially call center... Uh, that handles special kinds of events, like um, Princess... uh, What was it? Princess... uh, uh, I forget what it was. Like hospital uh, charities where they're doing lotteries. Uh, Heart and Stroke Foundation. We'll go with that one. Uh, Heart and Stroke Foundation sometimes will put together a lottery, and they'll need advisors to basically handle calls for that. Those are fun because it's really, really straightforward. You're just taking the call, banging them out. Here's your ticket. Here's your, uh, uh, you know, your receipt for the, uh, the purchase. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. In and out. It's very, very quick. We would handle hundreds of calls a day. So, and once the campaign is done, that's it. You are finished. You don't have to do anything else. You wait for the next campaign to come up. Of course, it could be temporarily laid off because of that, but that's the way it works. So essentially what I'm getting to uh, my in this particular episode is that there are a variety of call centers that are out there. There are internal call centers. um, There are call centers that handle the public calls, but also do internal. There are call centers that handle strictly one thing, either business or consumer type um, transactions. There are call centers that are specialized like 911 call centers. There are call centers that um, do one specific thing like collections um, or handle one type of um, uh, thing like uh, books or order entry. And there are call centers that are small in size and large in size. Generally speaking, the industry will say, or had said in the past, that when you're five seats or more, you're a call center. That's basically how it works. You are you have a call center. Um, I think it should be more than that myself, because I actually was in a call center that, that had five seats, and it was really not much of a call center. It was in the back of a, a store, and it was not the most exciting thing, but anyhow, that's how, how it all works. So, um, of course, I'm going to say that in general, you can find work quite easily in call centers, uh, and you have to you know know that usually if you really want to start this out as a career particularly, you're going to want to start out as a telemarketer uh, because the bottom line is that's um, where you get your your thick skin. You'll need thick skin to work with customers, and I'll tell you why that is in the, in the future episodes, what, uh, what you can expect. But know this, that um, you can work for an internal call center, you can work for an external call center, which is known as third party, who, um, who handles a bunch of things. But, and by the way, I, sh- I forgot to mention that there are call centers that do uh, faxing campaigns. There are call centers that do um, just strictly email and, and uh, chats. So there, there's a lot of that out there. So there's a variety and a mix of them that exist. And there's hundreds of them in the United States and, you know, a couple of hundred here in Canada uh, that, that do this. And, of course, around the world. Um, and it is um, it is actually a trade that you can get into and um, and do. So the bottom line here is that there's a, a totally different um, world out there when you walk into a call center. It's... it's um, It's a different vibe, it's a different feel, and there's many different vibes and feels that you're going to get as you go through working in different call centers like I have. Uh, With that, I think I'll close out here. We're um, we're coming up on the 20 minute mark of this episode. My name is Cliff Tuer. I am a uh, professional call center um, guy, if you will. Uh, I've been in call centers for roughly 20 plus years, and it's been an interesting ride. And uh, Tales from the Cube describes what we do how we do it types of call centers the kinds of things you're going to experience i hope that you find this podcast interesting keep coming back for more because there will be more and uh, with that i will bid you an adieu thank you very much for, for your support today you can find tales from on the cube on following platforms prime music of course you can find us on spotify on radio and of course google podcast See you soon in the next episode. Thanks again for listening.